previously on Just Cow in the City. He said, listen, I just don't appreciate your two-facedness of it. You know that. You got to press the button to get some aspirin. The Mexican pizza came back today. I'm not going to order that. I don't know who they're catering to. So I'm on this new probiotic. I do a Jackie Mason limitation. Hello? The wings are in season. There's some things that you can still get past. The douchebags that are ruining it for everybody. Just got in the city, everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy, walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place, making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright, cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City, September 27th, High Holiday Edition. Welcome, everybody, and it is a beautiful day in New York City, but it is chilly. It is fall. It is the second day of fall, and it got chilly immediately. I'm not going to say chilly. It's about 60 degrees, but there's wind. So I refuse to wear a jacket until October 1st. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it. Uh, <laughs> I don't see why I shouldn't be able to make it. It's only a couple more days, but, and why? There's no reason. There's no reason. Because what, what's my favorite thing? Jacket weather. I can't stand when you don't wear a jacket. It's going to be so much, so convenient to start wearing a jacket again. And yet, for some reason, I like to do these little stupid things that make up me as a person. But for what kind of person is that? I don't even know. So I'm trying to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I've decided to become godfather to Connie's baby before I put on a jacket. So we'll see what happens. But I will tell you this. It is really a terrific day and uh, filming a little late or taping a little late because um, I'm tired and a little hungover. And all that will be explained in the coming minutes of the new Just Cow in the City podcast. Hello. (laughs) Oh, I just hope everybody's great. I hope everybody had a, uh, or I hope everybody, uh, yeah, had a nice, uh, happy, or is having a happy Rosh Hashanah. It is two days, Monday and Tuesday, um, but mostly uh, we celebrate now on Mondays. I told you I was a two, I was a two-day Rosh Hashanah guy until I figured out why we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish holiday, for two days. And the reason is because nobody knows what the correct day actually is. That being the stupidest thing I ever heard, I just made it to a one day, but uh, that's the story. Sunday, I'm going to my sister's house, and I'm going to work from there. You know, I got to work on Sunday mornings. I'm going to work from there. We're going to celebrate my nephew's birthday, which should have been two weeks ago, but he goes to college by going to Pizza Hut. So what is it, my birthday? Maybe. And then I'm going to stay over on Monday because that is when we will be celebrating the holiday with Grammy around as well but i have to work again so but that's fine because you know nothing's happening until four o'clock normally i wouldn't be working you know if i wasn't if not for covid i would have to uh not work but because of covid thanks thanks to covid um i get to work remotely so i don't have to call in sick i'm calling sick i mean just you know take a day off and they keep telling me at work you know you got to take some days off you're gonna you're starting to accumulate them i'm like nah i'm good what do I need to take up for? So I can say I can work remotely. Who gives a shit? I'm finished by four o'clock. Who cares? Hey, am I right? Hey, you're okay. Well, I will uh, just start with when we uh, left off yesterday. I told you I had a fright last week. I had a terrible headache, and that headache lasted for a week until Wednesday. Now I did ask. Now I told you I thought it was from the probiotic. Now I do think that had something to do with something because it definitely messed up my body in ways I haven't even begun to tell you. But I was talking to Marcy, and she's like, that can't be from the probiotic. That's ridiculous. She's probably right. My guess is it was some sort of sinus headache because I talked to two other people who had the exact same thing for a week, including my doorman who was, like, really messed up from it. So, you know, I just kept taking – I took Tylenol, and then I went out to get some Advil because it just worked – I thought it might work better. I had Advil, but the Advil seemed to work and the Tylenol wasn't working. And everybody gives you different excuses. Oh, don't use Advil. Oh, you got to use Tylenol. But Advil's always worked for me. I take three of those little Advils and they seem to do the trick. 
So on so Friday night was just a disaster. I didn't do anything because I was sick pretty much. And then Saturday, you know, I go to Dwayne. I'm like, I got to go get more Advil. So I go to get it. And, you know, I'm like pissed that I got to get it. And I think I go down there super early, you know, because my work at eight. So I got it before I went to work. So I think I went down there at 730 in the morning. Okay, 730 in the morning. I go to the Dwayne Reed. That's pretty much. I, it's almost attached to the building, you know, it's right, right downstairs. But I know it's locked up and I'm going to have to press that buzzer and ask for help. And I know that people just got to start working there and they are not going to be happy. But I also know I must have some Advil or I'm not going to make it through work or anything else I got to do that day. I have to take some Advil. So I'm going to have to bother these people that work there to open up this fucking thing so I can get some aspirin. It's still driving me crazy that that is a thing. Everything is locked up. I was at, you know, later on, I'll tell you more, I was getting some stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I would have bought this, but who wants the fucking trouble of having to press this buzzer and waiting for some guy who's so angry that you press the buzzer? I mean, it's it's nobody's fault. Everybody's pressing. That's so all you go into a drain where you're like, help is needed at the thing because you can. T- everybody's pressing the buzzer at the same time because everything's locked up. It's it's no way to live. They'd be better off. What is it? Uh, B and H Photo, the Orthodox Jews that run B and H Photo downtown. They do have things, but they also like have this conveyor belt that brings it to you. you kind of. You know, point. They have a salesperson that goes. What I'm saying is, that store, if they're going to lock everything up, would be better off to have just to reorganize their score, have everything under bulletproof glass, apparently, and then you you before you go in, you see the stuff online that they have that day, and they use a conveyor belt to drop it off. I because I don't know because this has to be fixed. We're going to have to either trust people or they're just going to have to shut down. And we're just going to have to wait a day to get aspirin from Amazon because this system ain't fucking working. So I go down there at 730 in the morning. I press the buzzer. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I hope they come soon because I, you know, I got to go to work. Some guy comes in. He's not, he doesn't look like an employee. Maybe he just got there. So he wasn't, I don't know if they wear uniforms or whatever. And he's just looking down. He's wearing a baseball cap. And he's coming up, and I'm like, wait, is he coming to open the, does he work here? I can't, I can't tell what he works here. And he did work there, but I swear I had no idea that he worked there. I mean, he certainly didn't look like he did. So I was like, wait, is, is there going to be trouble here? Because he really looked like a, a troublemaker. You know, then he opened the thing. No words were exchanged. Not like, hi, how you doing? And you can't blame him. It's a, he probably just got there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Who needs to fucking deal with this like a half hour after they open? But it's just, I'm like, you got to be goddamn kidding me. And then I go to the counter and they're not even ready. There's nobody there. I mean, it's such an awful experience just to get some aspirin. It's already given me a headache. I can't even imagine buying something else. That's like, I don't know whether they're locking up condoms, but can you imagine sitting there waiting for that to, you know, for the guy? I mean, that's always been embarrassing because they used to be always behind the counter. That's always been an embarrassment, but that's that's why, you know, I think I've only bought them once and I was with a girl and I made her go to the counter, <laughs> which was great. I think it was before a, a three-way, if you know, because then it was, a, I think both girls went to the counter. And I was like, um, you know, get the Magnums. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, well, just get the Magnums for show. Get the other ones for the reality. Hey-oh! Anywho... Yeah, so that really sucked. So Saturday and Sunday were a disaster because I really just, this headache wouldn't go away. Now, with the Advil, it went away for a little bit, but it kept coming back. It kept creeping back. I didn't know what was causing it. You know, I was really uptight, couldn't sleep at all Saturday to Sunday because I'm like, you know, it's a tumor. I mean, that's all anybody thinks about. You keep having a constant headache. You, Your mind, when you're asleep in the middle of the night, you know you're going towards that. You know you're going. To, what is that in um, Manhattan? What, what the Woody Allen movie was? Oh my, I'm dying. Is it Manhattan or is it something? Or is it? It's, or is it any hall? I, I no, no. It, it could no, no. I think it's it's Hannah and her sisters. 
It's Hannah and her sisters. He wakes up in the middle of the night and he thinks he's got a problem. Right, exactly, because that is what you do. It's Maybe it's probably Jewish or something, but... He didn't say you had anything. He just doesn't like the spot on your x-ray, that's all. Doesn't mean you have anything. Don't jump to conclusions. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're in the middle of New York City. This is your town. You're surrounded by people and traffic and restaurants. God, how can, how can you just one day vanish? Keep calm. You're going to be okay. Don't panic. I'm dying. I'm dying. I know it. There's a spot on my lungs. Right, now, take it easy, will you? It's not on your lungs. It's on your ear. It's the same thing, isn't it? Jeez, I can't sleep. Oh, God, there's a tumor in my head the size of a basketball. Now I keep thinking I can feel it every time I blink. Oh, Jesus. He, he wants me to do a brain scan to confirm what he already suspects. Look, I'll make a deal with God. Let it just be my ear, okay? I'll go deaf. I'll go deaf and blind in one eye, maybe. But I don't want a brain operation. Once they go into my skull, I'll, I'll wind up like the guy with the, with the wool cap who delivers for the florist. You know, we, I mean, if you're a normal New York Jew, you start to get paranoid about any kind of thing that it's over and you're going to die as miserable as we all are and are pretty much looking forward to death. Uh, you know, you start to panic in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, only bad things happen. Yeah, you start to get nervous. So, of course, I wasn't going to, I was like, definitely going to be up and there's nothing I can do about it. So, on Sunday, I'm like, well, who am I kidding? I'm not going to be able to sleep. And I think this was Sunday night, like knowing I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning on Monday. I'm like, screw it. I don't give a shit. I'm going to watch TV. And I ended up watching the Disney Channel new movie of Pinocchio. Pinocchio! Yeah. Pinocchio with, with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And I'm like, well, let me watch this. Now, I've never liked Pinocchio. I never liked the cartoon. I never liked the character. I've been always angry. It's really funny. So I'm watching the movie. It, it's funny that I was like, okay, I really do hate this movie. Like, it wasn't just me. For years, I, you know, I was just like, you know, what makes me dislike this movie? And I remember the whole premise is stupid, obviously. <laughs> but, um, you know, I like to check it out, live action. They're always really good with that animation and stuff. And what else am I doing? And it's Tom Hanks, right? But Tom Hanks really, I don't know why he's in Oh, I know where he's in it because Robert Zemeckis did. That's right. Okay, because otherwise he shouldn't be in it because there's really nothing for him to do. And it's a stupid role. And he's not very good in it, if, uh, I can be honest. Anyway, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, Pinocchio uh, comes to life and all that kind of stuff. We know that. And the uh, person played Jimmy Jiminy Cricket was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I really don't like at all, but he did, it wasn't a bad job. There's a little, you know, black cat Figaro, who, of course, I like, but that's, that's the only thing. So I'm watching this movie, and uh, this, this, is, this is what always bothered me about the cartoon. I, when I was little, I remember watching the cartoon. I think we saw it first in a drive-in movie double feature for my birthday that my dad would take me and my sister and my mother to. I, I'm pretty sure that's the one where she threw up in the car because she just can't. She can't be in a car whether it's moving or not. Apparently, she just always has gotten sick. It's really classic. My sister too. But yeah, we went to see uh, Pinocchio and something else double feature. Who knows? Maybe Snow White or Fantasia, the most boring of all. Oh, Jesus Christ. They really gave us nothing as kids. You know, I mean, Disney came the closest, but Fantasia? Oh, my God, did that suck. Who the fuck wants to see, you know, classical music to cartoons if you're a kid? You don't. You, you, you know, you want to see movies like uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or Up or something. You know, I mean, just more, much more fun stuff. Like Pinocchio was pretty good. I remember we also went to see Bambi and that, that fucking sad piece of shit ending. I mean, like, come on, man. Come, Bambi. Your mother is gone now. That's <laughs> just stupid fucking. Uh, anyway, all those movies are stupid because they get sad. Uh, way too sad for, you know, when you're a little. You just don't. You just want happy. So I've always hated that Geppetto's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I have this boy. I don't care where he's living. It's a puppet. What the fuck? It doesn't matter. Still pretty fucking rude of a fairy godmother to make just not make the puppet the real boy. You know, if you think, just make him a real boy. What do you make him a live puppet for? It's a fucking embarrassment. Anyway, I'm always angry 
that Geppetto's like, they're dancing, they're singing. Oh my God, this is so exciting. I couldn't be more. Now, and then right at the, the, the next day, he's like, so, so tomorrow you'll go to school. And the puppet's even like, what are you fucking talking about? What do you mean I'm going to school? I'm a fucking puppet. Yeah, it always had bothered me in the cartoon. And when I was watching it here, I had forgotten that that bothered me. And then I remembered, oh my God, why is he sending this puppet to school? What is so important about a wooden puppet going to goddamn school? Geppetto, you're a piece of shit. You, you know the kid for one day, you're going to send him to school, you dumb fuck. It's a real big flaw with the goddamn movie and the cartoon and whatever it is. It's bothered me since I was nine. Why is he sending that puppet to school? Why? What the fuck? Kind? I would be like, up yours, asshole. I just, I just born yesterday. You're going to send me off to school with a bunch of jerk offs? Fuck you. I've always been annoyed by that. It's so frustrating. And so then in the movie, right, he does it. I mean, it's all good because that's the way the movie goes. And, of course, it all happens. And one day he goes to school. He gets kicked out of school because he's a puppet and everybody's making fun of him. And then he doesn't come home because he's a fucking idiot. Like, he sends him to school. I don't even think he he walked him to school. He He sends him out the door. He's like, good luck in school. You know the way, right? I mean, I don't understand how that doesn't drive everybody nuts. I mean, I can't. Just, I don't care whether it's in a storybook. Update it to make it. I, it's, I know it's just a puppet, but it's like walk the kid to school his first day. You're the worst person ever. Ever they the fairy godmother came because you're supposed to be this kind-hearted man. You're an asshole. You're an asshole sending off a puppet who was just born yesterday to school on his. You're not even walking him to the door. Every parent does that the first day of school. Jerk off. Geppetto. What an asshole. Look how angry this is making me. It made me angry when I was watching. So then, you know, he doesn't come home. And he's like, geez, he's supposed to be home by now. Where is that puppet? So he doesn't come home. So then Geppetto goes out looking. He's like, I never should have sent him to school. And I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. It sucks. And then he grabs his cat. And his goldfish bowl. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Now, I know that is the premise of the cartoon, and I get it. But it's fucking stupid watching him carry the goldfish bowl out. Look, And he's going around like, we got to go look for him. We got to go look for him. This is your fault, asshole. You're the fuck. Look, look at your coddling, your fucking goldfish. Meanwhile, you got a fucking kid out there who has the opportunity to become an actual kid. And you just let him go to school. You're carrying your goldfish around looking for your actual son. You suck, Geppetto. You're a fucking asshole. And that movie stinks for that reason. It's so goddamn stupid. We know Pinocchio's a fucking moron. He just was born yesterday and he's a puppet made of wood. Who gives a shit? Of course he's a moron. He's going to go wrong with anything. He was just born. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a stand a chance. That's what needs to be done is that you want to make a modern day Pinocchio. You put Geppetto up on uh, child charges. Yeah, what, what, what are they called? You call child services, and you say Geppetto should not be having a young boy in his house. He's obviously um, touched in the head. He makes cuckoo clocks and doesn't sell them, so he has no money. He's not a provider. I don't know how in this day and age with all our wokeness we're letting an old man who's obviously an idiot care for a fucking child. As a fairy godmother come in with no fucking respect for anything, make this child, make this puppet a child not looking at the actual facts. It's really goddamn annoying. Oh, I remember he was like in disbelief. Oh, why isn't he home? What an asshole. Oh, God. I know I shouldn't be upset. Lorraine Bracco plays this new character, which is like a seagull or something. I'm like, why her? What is happening? What kind of casting is that? <sighs> Again, just go in the city. Folks, if you only listen to one podcast... And people say, what are you listening to now? I listen to Dave Juskow's show called Juskow in the City. Oh, what's it about? Well, the title is obvious. However, 
He goes off on tangents about, you know, Pinocchio and what a dick Geppetto is. It's a very strange podcast, but that's why we like it. There's no other podcast that's going to bring you the fact that Geppetto should be bought up on charges. On child, he should be, child services should be called and he should be bought up on charges and put in prison for being a horrible provider and just really just a complete asshole. I'm trying to think of the end. Right, I'm not going to tell you the end, but yeah. So if that's what you want to watch on Disney, obviously the animation is really terrific. You know, and then that whole scene where they go to that boys' camp where everybody turns into donkeys. I remember that as a kid. I'm like, this is fucking stupid too. I don't under, I don't understand this. Why Why are they turning into what? I know they're supposed to work in the salt mines. So I'm like, what? I know it's a metaphor for something, but I've always been like, what the hell is happening? This puppet... I'm telling you, when I was nine, I'm like, this puppet's so fucking stupid. He's a fucking moron. He keeps getting caught up in stuff, and it's only one day. In fact, they even have that line. You did all that in one day? (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm saying is if you're going to update lines like that, update the whole thing. And Gebetto should be in prison. Thank you. Then... Maybe I went to bed for another hour. Maybe I didn't. I don't think I did. My alarm just went off. 5.30 in the morning. I got to work. I've been alone since Friday. I came, what, since, no. I didn't go out Thursday either because I didn't get my car. So I've been alone. I hadn't seen anybody uh, since Wednesday night. If I even saw anybody that night. I don't even remember what I did last Wednesday. But I'd been alone. I hadn't seen another person besides going to Dunkin' Donuts with my doorman. Like, I'd been alone in my apartment for a long time. Then when I go to work on Monday, you know, there's no one there. So I am just by myself for another eight hours, you know, but it's, but it was productive and good. I could, you know, do a lot of work, personal stuff and stuff, but it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it's kind of nice the first day, just that nobody. And then, you know, then maybe another person comes in Tuesday and <laughs> whatever, such a strange job. I told you, but you know, I was all excited for uh, Monday night wings. So one of the wings, I mean, technically went off without a hitch. It started without a hitch. I go down to my bar at five o'clock and I start drinking, having a good time. I'm going to see Chris Murphy this time. He's going to come to Scruffy Duffy's because he's, you know, he's my normal wing buddy. And then, uh, but sometimes he performs on Mondays. So I don't see him as often. So I always invite, uh, you know, a lady friend or anybody, really anybody that wants to hang out with me on Monday nights. And this time I invited my friend Kate. You all know her. She's a little insane, but so pretty that you let it go. So uh, she met me at the bar, right? I think, yeah, and then we had a drink. So I think I had, I guess I had two beers there and two shots of Jameson's, right? That's the usual Monday night, which is a little too much for me. Well, the problem is then when I go to the bar, I just want to eat and then leave and then go home. But when you go with somebody younger, you know, they want to hang out more. So it's, it's been difficult. I'm trying to put it all together, you know. We go to uh, Scruffy Duffy's. Uh, we decide to make some bets. You know, Kate is, um, you know, really good at fantasy football. She makes these lineups. It's pretty impressive. And, I, you know, there's nothing hotter than a girl that is into football. But she's also really just into the gambling part of it, which is a little too intense for me because I'm was like that and i'm not even though i love gambling on it i don't watch it that way and i try and just relax i used to be like that and she's focused like you can't talk to her when the game is on because she wants to win her bets which is again there's something sexy about it but it's also rather pathetic so we bet on this one thing that she told me about and she goes oh let's bet on oh it was stefan diggs from the bills oh there were two games that night that's what it was so i was only at the bar Right, I was at the bar, and I was planning on going. It was starting at 7, so I was planning on leaving at 7, but she was getting all uptight. We got to get over there now. I got to see the kickoff. I got to see, you know, so that, that was bothersome. That was annoying because I like to get there when I get there. I don't really care. Don't, the game is so long. Who gives a shit if you get there at the beginning? It depends on what it is and what we're doing, right? So I don't care, but she's already being annoying, so I'm like, whatever. I asked for this. It's my fault. We go over, and then Chris meets us there, and she's sitting in the middle of us, and we're talking, and she's getting annoyed, but she doesn't seem to mind, which is different for her. We have this thing of Stefan Diggs that he would, 
yeah, I don't know, uh, have like 60 yards receiving or something. And he ended up having like, you know, 100 yards receiving or something. It was beautiful. And and we won early on in the game, maybe before halftime or something. Then she said, oh, I just won money. And she ordered drinks for the bar. <laughs> okay. At least for the people surrounding us, which were maybe about five to seven people. And I said, this blows because somehow this is going to come back to haunt me. As soon as she ordered, I like, I know I'm going to get screwed here. I absolutely know it. Of course I am. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you can see this coming. Everything was fine, and we were having an okay time, and the wings were absolutely perfect. She ordered eight hot, and I ordered the 16 medium again, which were delicious. And I had one of her or two of her hots, and she had two of my mediums. But the hot wasn't as hot as it usually is, which was okay. It just usually it's much hotter. So uh, I was surprised. Uh, my mouth is watering talking about it. God, why do I love chicken wings so much? What is my deal? But they were delicious as advertised, and everything was going pretty good. Then there was Monday night. This is the first time there were two games. One started at 7, one started at 8.30. They're going to do this more next year, Monday Night Football. It's always been one game at 8.30 or used to be 9 o'clock. You know, they try and cater to the West Coast, but they realize, eh, that's not working. Nobody gives a shit on the West Coast, apparently. They, you know, started. So they're trying to do, I think next year, they're going to have three Monday Night Doubleheaders. Because that and and that way it uh, also took away because what they would do the first week of the season on a Monday is have one early game and one later game that took place on the West Coast. And they said, well, if we just do it at the same time, because they were doing a seven, seven o'clock game and a 1030 game. But what they realized, if we just put it on at the same time with a 90 minute difference, we we don't have to be committed to only West Coast teams. It doesn't limit us. So they were like, who cares? That's what we do on Sundays anyway, so who gives a shit? And, I, you know, who cares? I like the plan. I mean, who, I, I really don't care. So during the halftime of the Bills game, which was already kind of over already, uh, this guy sat down next to us, and he started causing trouble. He's like, hey, put on the – he was acting really weird, uh, where Kate called him an idiot, and he got really angry. Now, this is, of course, what Kate does. She gets drunk. She tells people off because she's pretty and she knows there's not going to be any repercussions. But it's bad for guys like me and Chris who have to deal with those repercussions. She's a loose cannon. And so she calls the guy an idiot, which he deserved. But um, he was actually, he goes, I'm an idiot. I'll break your neck. That's what he said to her. And I said, you talk to girls that way? He goes, I, I said, who talks to girls like that? He goes, I do. And I'm like, dude. You were you were being very aggressive. Like I, uh, I didn't back down or anything. The guy was a complete dick, and I really wasn't worried. He was obviously just an asshole. And then she kept calling him an idiot, and he kept yelling at us. We were sitting right next to him, and then I don't know. Somehow he he said, "Well, I'm not coming back here again," or something. And he calls the bartender Tommy as if he knows him, and he gets his check because I guess she really gave it to him pretty good. Uh, I think he was embarrassed that he kept, she kept trying to apologize. And I'm like, all right, just stop already. It's okay. But uh, fortunately, he just uh, paid his bill and left. And then we found out he was banned for life. So the bartenders never heard him say, I'm going to break your neck. And when I told them that, they're like, all right, well, then, you know, he we banned him anyway. But now uh, we didn't know about that. And I'm like, well, you're, you're welcome that I told you. It was pretty fucked up. Seriously, who says that to a girl, right? Who says that to anybody? Well, a guy can always say that when they've been drinking. I mean, he didn't seem drunk or anything. He was just an asshole. He was asking to get the sound turned on to the game, but he was doing it in the wrong way. You know, if you ask, we've been there since 7 o'clock. He walks in at 8.15. He goes, yeah, I want the sound on the Eagles game. And uh, there's just better ways to ask, hey, would you mind, like, during the intermission, we put on the Eagles, which is what they would have done anyway if he was nicer. But it was really fucked up. Good banter for, you know, I'm glad it happened for the podcast, of course. Because that's, uh, you know, and who needs that? But those are the kind of bars, I guess, you know, I guess you expect that at these kind of places sometimes. And and that's the way it is. And the guy was a complete douchebag and he had it coming and we didn't do anything wrong. 
I wouldn't have called him. I might have called him. I don't know. He really was. I, I remember using the word aggressive. No, you're being very aggressive. You're being very aggressive. Because then I can go into my, uh, not just Gadan character, but my uh, more like the uh, De Niro and Goodfellas. Like, eh, listen, you know, things were said. I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a drink. All right? Because you start off trying to make it, trying to diffuse the situation until it escalates, and then you can't you know, do anymore. Now, I'm not going to rumble with this guy, but I'm just going to call the bartender and just be like, Tommy, can you take care of this guy? I don't have the patience. No, I mean, the kids you know, over here, I was, we're hugging and kissing yeah. over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a fucking jerk. No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult him. him a little bit. Not no, I didn't insult nobody. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. Okay. That's what people with money do. Now, I don't have money, but I, you know, I, I give the appearance that I do. So it looks like I'm going to take care of everybody at the end, just because I'm an old man and I have gray hair. So um, anyway, we're sitting there watching, and I I don't even order another beer. Right. I, uh, I had a beer there, of course, and I did a shot of Jameson because she bought everybody a drink. So I did another Jameson. So that's a lot for me. That's three beers and three Jamesons and chicken wings. I should be throwing up, but I am... And, and I got a high. I am just Dan every Monday, so I do not. But then I'm ready to go. I mean, I've been up since one in the morning, really, and I'm ready to go. And I always want to leave during the half of the game. I'm ready to walk home and watch the end at my house. I mean, I do that when I'm at a live Giants game. I can't wait to leave at the half and then leave. I just don't care. But she wanted to drink more. And I'm like, well, you can stay because she was already... I was annoyed with her anyway, so I just couldn't wait to leave. And then these other guys, oh, God, right. Then there was another guy there go like being a dick because we were with this pretty girl. Oh, God. It's so insulting. So me and Murphy were just done with that place. I mean, we were just, we were just ready to go. So, so we said, well, we're going to go. And she goes, no, I'll go with you. And she finished her beer. But then, oh, so then I said to the bartender, I said, can I have my check? Can I have my check? And, of course, they... Um, Combined the three of ours. He's like, oh, we combined the three. Now they've done this before to me. I don't, they don't like dealing with separate checks. So they've done this to me before. There's something about that place where they're scamming me and they don't want to do it. Cause even that girl, Sam, that I used to like, used to do it too. And I just said, can I have my check? And of course, all the shots were on it because they combined all three of ours. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. I only had a plate of wings, and a beer. And with a tip, maybe, I mean, let's just say 50 or 60 bucks. But because she bought those shots, now I was not paying for her at this point. With all, she's like, oh, I had all those shots. I got her all those shots. I'm like, good, because, you know, she said she made money and all that stuff. So I still ended up getting screwed, but not completely screwed. And Murphy doesn't even drink. And he had to put in more money because of this asshole. It, it's really annoying as shit. I wasn't planning on paying for her in any way it wasn't the typical oh i got but i still got screwed again because she was buying shots for everybody and i knew they were just gonna ah it's really frustrating i'm glad i'm taking a week off from there not i love that place and i like the bartender and stuff but they see they i know they're doing it on purpose they could easily split those checks and they choose not to or they started off that i don't know what the problem is meanwhile i'm giving my card they're like oh we something's wrong with our MasterCard. It's not working. I go behind the bar, putting it, you know, my card sucks anyway, but now they're not taking MasterCard. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot win. It's like that, uh, that car place that doesn't take American Express. Like every card I have, nobody takes. It's just even worse. So I was really pissed. And then we, uh, Murphy and I went outside and she started talking to these guys behind us. I'm like, let's just go. Fuck this. You know, like we waited outside for a while because she thought she was coming. I'm like, good riddance. Let's just go. And he walked me home. We went through. We were talking about it. He goes, boy, she's uh, she could really get a guy into trouble. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. She's she's problematic. But again, you know, she really is pretty. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Oh, anyway. Yeah, but I, I got to take breaks from her, you know. So we we do the normal walk, which I like. He always walks me home. I don't know why. I tell him not to, but he does. So I get to walk through Rockefeller Center and Times Square, which is my favorite thing to do, or vice versa, Times Square first, and then Rockefeller Center, which I think we took some pictures. Um, listen, folks, I'm not going to put together a bonus show this week. I do have um, photos to show, but uh, I have to go to my sister's house stuff. So if you don't mind, 
Uh, I'm going to skip a week, and then next week I'll uh, show you everything. I'll have double the uh, uh, photos. So I hope that's okay. No bonus show this week, but uh, next week we'll be uh, back together again. Anyway, so we go, and uh, at Rockefeller Center, they have these fountains. They're new, like uh, right around where the Christmas tree is. They have these fountains, and you can walk, if you time it right, you can walk in between the waterfall and kind of take pictures there, and you're in between. And Murphy's taking pictures, but he, I know he's going to Ireland. He better send me those photos. He doesn't have WhatsApp, and that's the only way my phone works, so it's like I, I don't get videos properly. He took videos and he took photos, and I'm in these water, and I'm trying to pantomime thing. Meanwhile, when you're inside this water, and again, you know, if you're watching the bonus show next week, You'll see what I'm talking about where I thought it was going to be the, the gag was that it's very dry there. I was getting soaked. I was like, they might as well have just come on while I was, I might as well just walk through them. I was completely getting soaked. I thought everybody was dry in there, but I was completely getting soaked while I was in there. So it's like really funny. You'll see the video and then you'll know what I'm talking about. And I'll be like, I'm getting drenched. I kept saying, I'm getting drenched in here. I don't understand why nobody else has talked about this. Because everybody I saw taking pictures there, nobody mentioned that they were getting really wet. I thought there was one, like a dry area you could go in. But no, you get soaked because it's coming at you from both directions. It's just this splash. It's like coming all over. And I was, I was completely soaked. I'm glad it wasn't like cold like it was today. So it wasn't that bad. And then we walked home and I got him um, like a city bike. I was telling him about the next gen bike. Oh, no, you got to get a white bike because he was going back to the Lower East Side. That's where he lives. And I got him a bike on 2nd Avenue and 55th. I said, oh, you got to try the next gen bikes. That's the one because they're sturdier and faster and they're good. So we found one and I send him off and I'm walking the rest of the way home. I'm just walking right on 56th Street or was it 55th? No, it's 55th because it was going... um, 55th goes to the uh, west and this uh uber driver like is hit i'm like i'm trying to cross the street and he's like hitting me like about to hit me and i'm like what's going on and then it turns out it's a friend of mine uh it's a, he's, he's not an uber driver but uh it, it had an uber like car and it's my friend farid and uh he's like just got because he we always see each other around that area i think he um picks up people for like a company there so he's got this beautiful Black Kia, which is like a, a car I would like to get, I think. It's a really nice car, and I hadn't seen him in a Well, sometimes I see him in that area, but it was like, yeah. So we parked the car, and then we talked. You know, I, I, was, at his, I was at his wedding. I was at both his weddings. I was almost his best man. Uh, we just don't see each other. Mother, and he used to work at my old job. And, uh, you know, I really like him and his wife, even though they are uh, devout Muslims. Uh, but that's... Uh, it you know with they're nice and everything but i think her the woman he's married to i think she was married to a guy fighting for the other side which is not good but i you know everything's cool anyway uh yeah so we were talking it was just so funny i was like i'm never gonna get home i'm never gonna it's it's so later right? i've already been up 24 hours i've been up 24 hours now it's like around 12 30 i'm like i'm never gonna get home i mean it wasn't a bad time we were having a good time talking and we we're just talking on the street for i don't know like a half hour because I guess he was, you know, working and we we're just talking, uh, having a good, it was good to catch up. And I was in a pretty good mood. I wasn't sleepy or anything. And, you know, a good, of course, walking it off was good. But I knew I had to come home and have an ice cream bar because, you know, you got to uh, balance the uh, the hotness and the spicy. And I always got to, so I got these fudgicles now, old fashioned. So when I finally got home, I had one of those. And then I'm pretty sure I passed right out. Might have almost made it. Yeah, I don't think I made it till five in the morning, but I think I might have slept until I probably slept like three hours, which is why I'm saying I probably slept like three hours because I just don't sleep anymore with these crazy hours or anything. I don't know what's happening. My friend was with my friend Chris. He says he doesn't sleep either. I mean, everybody's having trouble sleeping now. I don't since COVID. I mean. Or maybe everybody's been having trouble sleeping for years. My grandmother used to take sleeping pills every single night. The older you get, the more you don't sleep. And um, But it, it hasn't been a problem. I'm not like sleepy all the time. It's it's weird. I just know I need more sleep because you need sleep. You can't just go around three hours a night. I'm not tired, but you know, I'm just nervous that I'm not getting enough sleep because that is how your body regenerates and it's important, right? And that's how you catch something like COVID 
or a cold if you don't get enough sleep and you're walking around like that. So I get a little nervous about it, but it was all right. Went back to work on Tuesday. And of course, uh, it was a disaster because the UN is in session. So there's so much traffic and the horribleness. And I was like, should I, I should probably call in at work or something and, and just taking a bike down Second Avenue to go to work all the way to the ferry was that I had to stop at every corner because the police stop you every minute because also the president was coming to town. But this area is a disaster one week out of the year when the UN is in session. I live right by the UN. It's a goddamn nightmare. So that just sucked because I'm just like, I really don't want to be bothered. I'm a little hungover and I just want to go amongst my way. It's amazing that I'm riding a bike to work, you know, and I'm still doing it. But it was such a beautiful day out. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. I don't think that was the day it rained. I don't think. But anyway, and then, um, you know, we did the um, the Comedy Cellar show. I don't know if you saw it this past week, but it was really fun. We had the musician Colin Smith on. Now, when I saw it back, I, I asked Mike if he would uh, mic his guitar, and I think that was a problem because um, I sang My Life, the Billy Joel song on it, while he played the guitar, and it was really fun, but I see you couldn't hear his guitar and that's no good. And I told him, Mike, the guitar. I don't know why he doesn't, I don't, you know, I mean, listen, he's, you know, he doesn't get paid very much there. So I guess he doesn't care. But yeah, that would have been great. But it was still great. We didn't even do the football picks because we were having such a good time talking to Colin, you know, him playing and him singing. And he sang a couple Eagle songs. And then he did that. And he's saying, I think he's saying another Billy Joel. I don't remember. But it was great having him there and having him play live. And it was really fun. And it's exactly what that room should be used for. But we got to mic the instruments from now on. That's definitely a thing. But it was a really fun. We went for an hour and a half. I didn't even know there was a limit to what we could do that somebody else comes in to use the studio. So we went from 6 to 7.30. But it was really fun. And I'm like, no, we can't do the football picks because we just don't need to. And it's I know mean, I was a stickler for that kind of stuff. It was really bothering me. But I don't know. We'll work it all out. Remember this week, uh, tonight, Dino Stamatopoulos is coming. Considering, you know, just assuming he... Uh, doesn't cancel. I don't know why he would. And he's going to come, and he's just as interesting. He doesn't play any music, but uh, he'll be a real fascinating interview. He's a fun guy. We have good experiences together. So that should be fun. The Tuesday night, it's really, I would say it's taken off. But then after he goes on, the next week, I'm not even promoting the show because it's Yom Kippur, so I'm really uptight that we're doing a show anyway, but I'm not doing anything just as long as I'm from home. So I'll just do a real quick show to keep it going. We'll make picks just by myself, no guests. And then um, the week after, I am also at home. Right, I'm also at home. Oh, right, and Molly Heckerling will be joining us. That's right, on the 11th. Then the 18th, and the next one we'll be getting guests again because we'll be back in studio. So I kind of like the way this is working, that it's you know sometimes studio, sometimes home. It's good either way. Let's face it, I enjoy doing it. Again, it doesn't provide much money, but whatever. Then we went down to the Comedy Cellar. You know, we taped right above it. We went down, me and Colin and Mike went down. I saw Mark Cohen there, who I was so angry that he's he was in town. He's the Las Vegas MC. I'm like, why didn't you tell me you're in town? I just did the show live. I would have had you on because I usually have him on virtually. But he's here with his daughter and all this kind of stuff. And then Ray Romano came in and uh, he came. I was sitting at the bar. Mark was sitting at the comics table and he goes, what is happening? Jeskow and Cohen in the same room. Oh, what is it? 1994? What is this? It was really funny. And he looks great. He looks really thin and trim. And it was really nice to see him. And he was telling me... Um, we have this uh, other friend that we know, this guy Tom. He's like, I think Tom's coming. It's <laughs> just the way he talks. <laughs> but yeah, it was good to see him. And we are friends for a long time, I guess. It's kind of funny. But then you feel like, a, all right, now at least I was there. And, you know, I interacted with people. And now it's even though this cellar isn't, for me, what it used to be, it's still good to see old friends and stuff like that. And you get to see everybody and say hello. And me and Colin had a really nice talk. And actually had a glass of wine. That's what it was. Yeah, he was drinking wine. I'm like, all right, I'll have one too. And a glass of wine. And then I continued my walk. Remember, I walked there and then I walked home. So I definitely walked the five miles, but with a uh, just a wine break. So that's okay. It wasn't like a, a full-on you know, beer, Jameson, all that kind of stuff. So it was nice. 
And then I walked home because it was a pleasant day right from the comedy store. I walked all the way. Didn't take the bike. So I've been walking, you know, a lot. And then, uh, right, I hadn't eaten anything except for breakfast and lunch at the place. And so I'm like, I guess I'll eat something when I get home. But I passed immediately out and never ate anything. So the next meal I had was Wednesday morning uh, in the cafeteria. But that's great. You know, I wish I would have that more often. That's always the way it should be. So I'm like feeling really good. I'm like, well, now I can. I'm glad I didn't eat the rest of the day. You know, I hadn't eaten since uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. So then on Wednesday, you know, I ate uh, breakfast and lunch. Oh, my God, the lunch was amazing. It was a shrimp, like a garlic shrimp over rice. Might have been the best thing I ever had there. It was really unbelievable. And I had a salad, too. It was really terrific. And on Monday, that's right, I remember they... Something messed up, like they they didn't have the ovens working or something. So I was nervous because you know it, it's hard to turn down the food there. But I only had oatmeal. I was so proud of myself. Like, That's a perfect Monday thing when I'm having wings. Start off with oatmeal. That's right. And then Monday, I believe, and I think I took pictures of this. They had steak, like those pin roll steaks with like Parmesan cheese and like green stuff inside uh, not lettuce but you know like parsley stuff i don't know what it was and i didn't want to have it because i knew it was having wings but it was so delicious and it looked amazing and it was as good as advertised i'm like oh what am i gonna do that was either monday or tuesday i can't remember no i think it was monday because then tuesday's food wasn't very good i think oh, but that place is it's gonna kill me but i'm at least i'm doing the walking so then wednesday i don't have any plans so i go home and I, and I walk home. I walk the full five miles home. And I'm talking to a tell on the way because I hadn't talked to him in a long, long time. And I knew my cleaning lady was coming the next day. And, I, and she told me which products she needed. So I stopped at a Dwayne Reed on the way. Not the usual one I go to. To get them. And I was able to get two of them. And I was going to get something else. But it was locked up. The two products I got were not locked up. Thank God they're not locking up cleaning products. Even though they lock up some cleaning products. But not the ones I was getting. Which is, I don't know fantastic or Clorox and they lock up laundry detergent which maybe I would have gotten some more and I'm like oh fuck it and I'm on the phone and then there's nobody at the cash register they want you to do the uh self-checkout but then those things aren't working and it's such a mess and I'm talking and tells like it the tell got off the phone with me because he was so annoyed because that usually happens with him that he's talking to you and he's always at a CVS it was a CVS that's what it was just as bad as the other ones and uh, then, right, because then I went to another Dwayne Reed looking for, what was I looking for? I was looking for vacuum, uh, you know, powder or something that makes your carpet smell nice. And I just couldn't find it. I'm like, well, at least I got these other two things. And that was after walking five miles. And it was a very humid day. And there was so much traffic because, you know, you're walking by the UN and there's still, and the president was definitely in town that day. So there was major gridlock. The bicycles were on the sidewalk. There was all these crowds and all this noise and all this horribleness. And I, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is awful. And I finally made it home. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad to make it home. And I sat down. I had some water. I got a cup of water. I sat down to just watch TV and forget it. I was just like, oh, I'll have, you know, I'll make some nachos or something. I'm going to make nachos tonight for myself because I had a plan. I had chips and I had cheese and I had some refried beans i'm like oh, i'll make those for dinner this evening for myself but let me just sit down for a second and of course i passed out i don't know for maybe 20 minutes maybe a half hour i don't remember and then i'm like um i'm gonna sleep some more this happens a lot on wednesdays i think that's it for my body so then i actually lie down on the couch i'm usually like sleeping sitting up and then i lie down on the couch on the pillow maybe sleep for another hour. And then by the time I wake up, maybe it's 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. And then I went to bed, and I think I woke up at like 2. So obviously, you know, the, between the walking and the week, it just takes its toll. And Wednesday, it's just over for me. I, and that's my Friday. That's the day I should be going out. But I had nothing. I'm like, oh, forget it. I can't handle it. I'm exhausted and pretty old. So I guess it all makes sense, but at least, you know, whatever. I'm like, if I can get sleep when I get it, I guess I got to I gotta take it. So I basically fell asleep at like 6 o'clock at night. I mean, that's how embarrassing is that? 
And then Thursday, I knew I was going to get the car and go visit my mother. And I was very uptight about that. So I didn't sleep. Maybe I slept until three in the morning, which is amazing. So I slept you know, six hours or whatever six to three is. Or maybe that's more. Oh, that's more. I, I guess I did okay, right? I slept like nine hours. And then, I, you know, the cleaning that was coming, so I had to get all set. And I was trying to go, oh, so I was trying to extend, like I didn't want to leave early because I, may, I wanted to come back really late because I didn't want any of the traffic and the trouble with the UN because forget coming into the city when the president is in town or the UN is in session. The way I go home is I go home 42nd Street. They, they cut that all off. So I'm like, I'm coming home at like eight or nine. So I call my friend Lou and I'm like, let's watch the football game. He goes, no, I'm sick. Me and my wife are sick. I'm saying, you and your wife are always sick. This is getting really fucking annoying. You live down the shore and you're always sick. You don't even live in the city. You're sick down the shore all the time. It's fucking annoying. Well, I'm like, well, then I'll just do errands all day because there's no way. And I want to get to my mother's later. But she's like, well, I work at the library at two o'clock. I'm like, you know what? Then fuck you. Why do you keep scheduling stuff when you know I'm coming on Thursday? But I don't care. If she works in the library, I can go visit her in the library. Isn't <laughs> that stupid? She works at a goddamn library or, or whatever. I'll just stay at her house. At least I show up and do something. Anyway, so then it was supposed to rain and storm. And I'm like, Ugh. the only thing I picture when I'm at work is driving in a beautiful sunny day and it's going to be nice out. And the one day I'm, you know, out of the office, fucking rains and lightnings and thunders. I wait for the cleaning lady to come. She comes like around 1030. And then I maybe I wait till 11. So I'm going to take like a 1148, I think, or 1138 train at a Penn Station to New Jersey. So I'm like, well, I have plenty of time. So I guess I'll walk to Penn Station. And I wore a long sleeve shirt because I know it's going to get colder later. But it was very humid and hot at the beginning. So I walked off. I'm sweating. I just made it. I almost made it. To Penn Station before it started to pour, I made it. I was one avenue away on 6th and 31st, or 30, yeah, 31st, I think. I almost made it. It was so annoying. So then I'm drenched in sweat and water, which is so frustrating. Then you go on the train, and it was nice and uh, nice and chill there. I made it in plenty of time. It was technically the right thing to do because I was just trying to kill time. And then I call an Uber when I get to the Metro Park station. And uh, like while I'm on the train, I'm like, it'll take some time. I get the guys calling me like, where are you? I'm like, I just, you, I, how are you that fast? And I took the Uber over to the, the car place. And then they teased me about charging storage fees because they know that that drives me nuts. And that was really funny. And I think the whole thing, so they, they put in the new battery. That guy, that Leon, put in new terminals and a new alternator. And with the parts and the labor and all that stuff, cost about $300. And he also fixed that, not the, we don't think the catalytic converter, I guess they did a fuel injection or something and they cleaned out something and so that doesn't smell anymore. So I might be okay. Even though it cost, $300 was a small price pay. Again, I've been in there so many times when they haven't charged me. I'm like, well, that's a good price. And uh, I got the car and he's like, he, I thought he was starting it every day. He goes, no, I haven't started it since today. And it worked. So I think everything's okay. Maybe, I guess we'll find out when I don't start it for two weeks, but I, I think the problem is fixed. I think it was a bad alternator. Or maybe they installed it incorrectly. I don't, you know, you're going to a Jiffy Lube for this. That's what you get, right? But, you know, anybody can do that. Anyway, I told you my wipers used to stay up, and he was obsessed with fixing them, and now they're worse. <laughs> like, he got them to go down, but this new wiper I have doesn't clean everything, and when it hits... The bottom, it makes this loud sound. Um, I recorded some of it while I was driving. And I'm like, I got to get this for the podcast. It's so funny that he made it worse. Like, he fixed the problem, but he made it worse. And I didn't tell him to do that. I was like, look, I'm good with the wipers the way they are. I think it's funny that I have to keep putting them down. So... It'll suck driving that car in the rain. And, of course, it was raining that day, but then it got nice. And I knew it was going to get nice by 4 o'clock, and that's why I didn't mind, because otherwise I might have even canceled the whole trip. It was going to be bad the whole way. I had errands I wanted to do, so I went to my mother's, and that was annoying, and I don't know why. It just was because she just always gives bad information for stuff she needs me to do. And I remember I had right, I got coffee at her place. I didn't have time to get coffee or anything. I just got they have a little machine there, which is kind of nice. I got it, it was delicious. And I had a fig newton, 
because I knew I was going to eat later, but I didn't know where or with who. So I called my friend Chris Donahue, who I love, and I said, uh, you know, are you around? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, hey, do you still live by that bar Kelly's? Uh, and if so, could we go there so I can have the gobbler? <laughs> I think I've told you about this dish that they have called the gobbler. Now, the last time I was there, I was with my girlfriend and her son. So it had been 10 to 15 years. I don't know. I can't remember. But my friend Chris used to live more closer. I think it's in Neptune, New Jersey. I'm telling you, it's uh, Gabriel, of course, because, uh, you know, sometimes when he comes out, you know, you got to try this thing. <laughs> You'll like it, I think. So it's obviously an Irish bar, and they open early, like at 7 a.m. for the fishermen or something. You know, that's always been the case. And I'm always like, I want to go there at 7 a.m. one day. I've always wanted to go in there early and see what's going on. So he said, yeah, we can go there. And I'm like, well, that sounds awesome. So I said, I'll be there, you know, around six o'clock because I wanted to do, I wanted to go to Barnes and Noble and I wanted to go to a lottery store to cash my lottery ticket, but I never made it. To that. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what's happening. Let me just, so anyway, I went to the bar. I had, I wanted to go to the comic book store. I wanted to do all this, but I ended up going just to Barnes and Noble because I wanted to get some magazines that I picked up that I want to give as gifts. One to Marcy, or I'm going to send you this thing. Because you're so kind, you keep sending me stuff. One for Alon and one for Gary Goldman, who's taking me to see Billy Joel. So I bought all these magazines that uh, I wanted. It was great. That was my plan. But they were very pricey. So then I was like, well, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go do anything. Now I'm nervous that I spent so much money. Let me just go to Chris's house. So, I mean, he was about 45 minutes away, I guess. So I went to his house and um, he's like, oh. I'll get um, Jameson and Ginger Ale ready. And I'm like, that sounds great. And I like his house. He lives on a you know, nice, nice big house. It was beautiful out now. You know, the sun was shining and his house is nice. His backyard is beautiful. He's got two annoying dogs. <laughs> People and their dogs. I don't know. But um, that's all right. He loves them. So, yeah, so we started with uh, Jameson and Ginger Ale and it was delicious. I mean, this guy knows how to make a cocktail. I'll tell you. It was perfect. He's like, oh, I made them strong. I'm like, I can't tell. This is delicious. And we had another one. It was great. And I was completely buzzed. And he got a little high. And he drove me to Kelly's. I was so excited. I was talking to some guy next to me. And I'm like, this is the best day of my life. You know how I get like that. I was so excited for this experience. I hadn't been there in such a long time. We sat right at the bar. We were going to watch the Yankees game. You know, the Yankees-Red Sox started coming out. Everybody wants to watch Aaron Judge do the thing. Plus, Thursday Night Football was on. It was perfect. And we got, first we got potato skins. I really wasn't sure what I wanted. I was thinking to get peel and eat shrimp. I took a picture of the menu. I took a picture of the food. First, we got potato skins. They were perfect. And they come five of them. You know, when I go to Molly's, they give you two. And the prices were like half price of what they are in New York. It was fantastic. So, yeah, so we had the potato skins. I think I had two and I, no, I had three of them. He had two. They were delicious. And then I ordered the gobbler. That's all I wanted. I was looking at the other stuff. I'm like, God, I always want to try something else, but I cannot not have the gobbler. So the gobbler is a Thanksgiving special, which I think I've told you about because they had one called the the gobbler at a Wawa. And then they, when I was going in to get it one time, they didn't have it. And that's what I was going to have for Thanksgiving last year. I was just going to get a sandwich from Wawa because my Thanksgivings are awful sometimes. So the gobbler is, I, it's an open-faced sandwich. So I, I think it has bread underneath and then turkey and stuffing and cranberry, cranberry sauce? No, cranberry, well, you know, the cranberry you have at Thanksgiving. And then they add coleslaw and cheese all over it. <laughs> Why the cheese is necessary, I don't know, but I ate the whole thing. Now, I had already, my stomach was already hurting on the train on the way there, but I never had to go for some reason. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a problem, but it wasn't. My stomach never hurt. I never had any problems. With all that cheese, I'm like, let alone the baked potato, I'm like, this is going to be bad, but it wasn't. It was delicious. But the problem is that cheese, it just looks like it's going to be trouble later. I couldn't believe I ate the whole thing. The guy next to me is like, whoa. I'm like, oh, God, don't you hate people that do that? They're commenting on your food. It's fucking worse. You just try and be polite. But, I mean, it, when it comes out, it looks unbelievable. 
So I took a picture of so I took a picture of it in its all its glory, and then I took a picture of it after I ate a little so you can see kind of the inside. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was the gobbler. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I almost wanted to call my old girlfriend and be like, hey, I, I'm having come down. I'm having the gobbler. But the great thing about hanging out with Chris is, you know, we had uh, we had two beers, uh, you know, one before and then one with the meal. And I wasn't sure what he wanted, he, and he, he couldn't wait to go home. I was like, oh, perfect, because I don't want to stay. After I eat now, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want another beer. I want to go home, I think, all the time now. And he's the same way. And he, and he paid. He made it a birthday gift. And I'm like, dude, unnecessary, but that's very kind of you. And thank you very much. And he's such a delight. He's such a great friend. I'm, I'm sure I'll, you know, if, if I can make Lee Maracas mad, I'm sure I'll ruin things with him, too. The, the good thing about Chris, I like his kids and I like his wife. I mean, I like Lee's wife. I just really can't stand his kid. One kid, the oldest kid. Uh, so, so I think me and Chris are going to be okay. And he likes to drink and eat like I do. So, I mean, how could I not love this guy? And he's funny, really funny. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, like, uh, like Lee and Lawrence and uh, Dave Elliott. Oh, my God. That he's funny. Always been funny. Really funny. You know, subtle funny. But funnier, funny, just as funny as any of the funny people I know. You know, it was one of those guys. I guess my whole life I've just known really funny people, like actually funny. Like not just funny to me, he's funny and, and cool. Like, he, you know, he's not, it's not like me where it's very obvious I'm being funny, but that's what makes it funny because I'm trying so hard. But the people that know me get that it's funny and that I get that it's pathetic how hard I try. <laughs> also, I couldn't stop talking. I was in such a good mood. I just wouldn't stop talking. I was like talking, talking. Uh, but he's so used to that. So it's perfect. And then we went back to his house, had another beer because he has frosted mugs. That's why I like, I like going to his house. He has frosted mugs in the freezer. He always has it ready. And that's why I can have a Miller Lite in there. It's beautiful because he has the frosted glasses. So I love going there. He always has the frosted glasses. He's had them since the 90s, since he moved into his first place where I think we used to play Mario Brothers together and uh, just drink. It was great. Yeah, so we were watching the Yankees-Red Sox because we were you know, waiting for Judge, and it was really exciting, as anybody who is watching knows. So when you're hearing this, he might have already broken the record. I don't know. But as we're talking, you know, we're this, I'm taping this on Friday. Everybody's in an uproar who lives in New York because they're putting the game on Apple TV. And and the, everybody, uh, the Yes Network has made a plea for MLB and Apple say can you please just put this on the Yes Network you could do the Apple TV production but it's not fair to have your favorite announcers not announce this historic event let alone the fact that a lot of people won't be able to see it like myself technically but I have a cracked you know thing so uh, illegally I can see it I couldn't care less who knows fuck you fuck Apple TV I don't even have a smart TV so I have to do all this maneuvering Getting real sick and tired of this shit. But he didn't do it last night. At least, like I said, he might have already done it by now. I'm hoping, he, nobody, everybody's hoping he doesn't do it tonight. I mean, you know how I don't like the Yankees, but you gotta love this. This is really exciting. In fact, I was reading in the, uh, about Roger Maris, they were talking about, because, you know, everybody's talking about the Maris's, Roger Maris, you know, he's the record he's trying to beat. And Roger Maris's, uh, you know, family has been in the stadium the whole time, and everybody's talking about how miserable they look. They're like, they're like, they look excited, but they also look miserable. It's very confusing. It's very, very confusing. And this guy did this story about when he hit it, and Roger Maris was a complete mess. These reporters, and you see that Billy Crystal movie, were hounding him for years. He hated the media. They were really mean to him, and in his face, it's probably worse today. But for some reason, nobody knew what to expect back then. And I don't think he was one of those guys that expected this kind of stuff. So it was it was driving him crazy. He stopped eating. He lost his hair when he was chasing the record. You know, he was trying to beat it. So the night he beat it, it says right, which I believe was October 1st, 1961. He went to dinner at Joe Marsh's Spindle Top Restaurant on 49th and 7th. Having barely eaten for days, he devoured a shrimp cocktail, a steak the size of teammate Yogi Berra's catcher mitt, medium, a mixed salad with French dressing, a baked potato, two glasses of wine, and a slice of cheesecake. Now, that is my normal order at Wolfgang's Steakhouse. 
So um, how exciting is that? I eat like Roger Maris, but I didn't do anything to deserve it. He ate that as a celebration. I just eat that. Those are called Fridays. His dining companions, all of them delighted to see him laugh again, were his wife, Pat, their two closest friends in New York, Julie and Selma Isaacson, (laughs) and Milton Gross, the sports columnist for the New York Post. Would you be surprised? Because he hated all those guys. But that's how we know the story, because the guy wrote the column the next day. But it turned out that he was, was, even though he was miserable leading up to it, that that moment, he was really, really happy and, and proud of it. And he said, this is the greatest night of my life, which is so funny because when I'm eating that food and that menu without breaking a a Babe Ruth's record, I always say this is the greatest. I mean, I said this on Thursday, thanks just to eating the gobbler. (laughs) So I don't know if this guy's, I don't know whether to believe that's the best night of his life because you're never going to know whether it's the best night of my life because every night's the best night of my life when I've been drinking and I'm going to eat something delicious. And that's the way I roll. What's up, yo? Woo! Just got in the city. Jessica Dan lives. So anyway, it's uh, very exciting. Like I said, by the time you hear this, maybe it broken the record. It is exciting. I mean, we're you know we all. I want the Mets to do well and everything, and I don't know. But right now, it's on holding. You got to see this uh, thing play itself through. And this Aaron Judge is a great guy. He seems okay. You know, he seems to be handling it really well. I don't even know how you do it. And that stadium, as much as I hate those fans, boy, you could really hear a pin drop in that stadium as they are waiting. And last night, at least this, you know, taping on Friday and Thursday, he came so close and it just went, uh, you know, they're playing the Red Sox too. And if he had done that last night, it would have been a walk-off home run that, you know, tied the record and that would have been unbelievable too. But again, I, I'm always hoping he's going to tie the record, but they're going to lose. So... You hope for the best. That's that's a perfect scenario for me. Not other people that are Yankee fans. Anyway, uh, that's the story. So this week I got, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah, but don't forget the Tuesday show is going to be Dino Stamatopoulos. Uh, this week on Billy Joel, I think it's the longest time. Whoa, the longest for the longest time. Whoa. For the longest, if you say goodbye to me tonight, I don't know the rest. There would still be music left to write. Ah, I can't believe how much I enjoy that song because I think when I'm on the show, I keep saying, eh, I don't really like it that much. But then when I'm singing it, I'm like, hey, you know what? It ain't so bad. I think that's the song we're doing. I can't remember. They, They were doing like 150 songs. So, hey. Hey, I can barely remember what day it is when I wake up. Am I right? How are you, everybody? Listen, this has been a terrific show. It's been a great week. I hope you're having a great week. It's the best time of the year. It really is, isn't it? The weather's perfect. Everybody's in a good mood. It's going to be beautiful. And I'll see you next week on our October edition. I told you it goes so fast. The October edition of Just Cow in the City. Good night, everybody.